For most of his life, he suffered from poor health. He would regularly travel abroad for relief, as was the tradition back in that day, and still is, apparently. Nevertheless, he developed tuberculosis, and at the age of 54, came near to the end of his life. His daughter recounts the story of how Abide With Me came out of that context. Summer was passing away. The month of September arrived, and each day seemed to have a special value as being one day nearer his departure. His family were surprised and almost alarmed at his announcing his intention of preaching once more to his people. His weakness and the possible danger attending the effort were urged to prevent it, but in vain. It was better, as he used to say often playfully, when in comparative health, to wear out than to rust out. He felt that he should be enabled to fulfill his wish and feared not for the results. His expectation was well-founded. He did preach and admit the breathless attention of his hearers, gave them a sermon on the Holy Communion. In the evening of the same day, he placed in the hands of a near and dear relative the little hymn, Abide With Me, with an air of his own composing adapted to the words. Just weeks later, while on holiday in Nice, France, Henry Light went to be with Jesus, November 20th, 1847. Now you can understand, of course, the power of this hymn. And the fourth verse, which, and remember the psalm we read as well, Psalm 90, swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Remember Psalm 90. And Job 14, man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He springs up like a flower and withers away. Like a fleeting shadow, he does not endure. And remember from our study of Ecclesiastes, what does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days, his work, his pain and grief, even at night his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless or vanity. And that word means vapor. Change and decay in all around I see. Well, as we age, many of us can empathize with the change and decay we see in our own bodies. The author wasn't really that old, but he was sick at an incurable disease 
And some of you know oh too well what that's like. The good news is that God does not change, nor does he decay. Psalm 55 says, God who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them. He does not wither or decay. Matter of fact, he is the opposite of death. Hear the good news from Isaiah chapter 35. The desert and the parched land will be glad. We consider those places pretty well lifeless. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. What a magnificent picture of healing and new life. It is the very thing that many people long for more than anything else, either for themselves or for someone they love. They want them to get better. Not everybody wins their battle with cancer or their debilitating, debilitating disease, but we do know that good news, Christ, Christ's will and he came with healing in his wings. And his will is to heal. He never withheld healing from anyone who asked for it. The blind, the deaf, the deaf, the physically challenged. He did all those miracles to show us what is in store for all who would believe and put their faith in him. So the coming of Christ is hope for the hopeless and healing for the hurting. And even if healing does not come in this life, we know about the life to come where God will make everything brand new. And by Christ's sacrificial death on the cross, the Bible says we've been healed and restored. Isaiah 53 he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from men, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced. For our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. O thou who changest not, abide with me.
2 Corinthians chapter 4. You know, you read these Bible verses, passages, and you it's very clear how someone could be so inspired to write such a beautiful hymn. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 5. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thou who changest not. And chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose, and has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. A Frenchman imprisoned in a dungeon seemed to be forsaken by everybody. And in loneliness and despair, he took a stone he scratched on the wall of his cell. Nobody cares. And one day, a green shoot came through the cracks in the stones on the floor and began to reach up toward the light in the tiny window at the top of the cell. It grew until at last it became a plant with a beautiful blue flower. The prisoner then scratched out the words previously written on the wall, and above them he scratched, God cares. And that's the way believers feel when they believe that God abides with them. It means hope for the hopeless, help for the hurt, hurting, and unutterable joy for those who call on the Lord. Amen.